Hey guys, and welcome back to another Cultured Boys discussion. I'm Pepe, and I'm joined by Nathan. And today we're going to be discussing our favorite games on Nintendo handhelds. How are you doing, Nathan? I'm good, mate. I'm especially good because I'm happy to announce. Uh, I hope this is cool with you, by the way. Uh, I'm happy mm. to announce we're finally on podcast platforms, at least some of them. Hey. We're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts. I'm working on getting us on Apple Podcasts, but that's a whole thing. Uh, so go check us out, guys. It's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, so if you like, if you don't like having your YouTube on the background while watching our videos, just check us out on Spotify. Put us in your pocket so you can just listen to our voices, going monotonously in your ear, and yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I, I do have one more thing to mention. Yes. <laughs> this is the one episode where the cultured boys will sound a little worse than normal. We're both dying in some sort of way, so it's not in serious, but you'll you'll notice if you've listened to other episodes and now you listen to this one, you're like, why do they sound different? Yeah, yeah, it really disclaimer, it's nothing serious, which is a little bit rough. Yeah, <laughs> it's seriously, it's nothing, nothing at all to worry about. Yeah, we're both being safe. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, Nathan um favorite games on nintendo handhelds do you want to kick it off or should i um i can kick it off if you want go on man i'll let you you go for it then right so kicking it off with the original game boy we classified from the original all the way to game boy color because let's face it it's pretty much all the same that's where it was all like this it was the same cartridge it all worked you know so my game is pokemon yellow okay yeah and i'm pretty sure i've talked about it before that I had two copies of Pokemon Yellow because my cousins had a copy and I played it uh, a year before it came out over here. Mm -hmm. And then I loved it so much, but didn't have my own Game Boy Color or Game Boy that my parents got me one and Pokemon Yellow. And then my cousins didn't want their copy, so I just took it. And that's why I have two. And that's why it's my favorite of all time hey that's that's right i mean you got two copies of it better better than one i guess but um that's quite funny you said that because i've uh, put down pokemon red and blue as uh my one i've kind of like twinned them in so like it's all kind of basic gen one pokemon we're talking about right now then. <laughs> yeah to be fair i'm not surprised that we both have it here because that that really was like the game to have yeah i feel like um if anything that was the game that like, kind of got me kind of into gaming a little bit more, you know? Because, like, um, I think I had um, an original Game Boy, but my, my dad bought it, and he played Tetris on it. Yeah, so did my parents. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I want to play Pokemon, because I've seen the TV show or whatever and those other bits. And, uh, no, I, I got a copy of uh, Pokemon Blue, and I got a copy of Pokemon Red, but, like, I didn't play that one as much. And then, yeah, like, just play this game like, obviously didn't know what the hell i was doing on it because at the time when you're a kid you don't really care about the type advantages or doing whatever you just go from point to point oh, using, <laughs> i was using my like bulbasaur <laughs> like ivy or venusaur just to destroy everything it probably got dicked quite a few times to be fair <laughs> and it's better than when i was playing because again yellow was mm. the first one i ever played and then i got a copy of red yeah and like so i went backwards and i was so confused that why i didn't have a pikachu <laughs> and why i could only have one of the starters oh uh, yeah because you get all three couldn't you yeah yeah because in yellow if you play long enough you get all three so i was like well, how do i get the others like i don't, I don't understand <laughs> how do i get the other ones and then you know you go and talk to your friends at school and whatever and they're like oh you need a link cable and you need another game and it's like why in my other game i didn't what do i have to do in this one (laughs) it's like the typical step back but you know like it's like sort of like playing newer games and going back to them it's always like the nostalgia like for me anyway there's like a nostalgia factor to to certain older games when you go back to them like this is a lot worse (laughs) than the newer ones like it's like it's all good having these memories or whatever i know it's a kind of different subject to like what you were talking about but like it's always like going back to something that's worse than what you're actually playing before (laughs) (laughs) it's uh well i mean also like as a kid you didn't you had no idea about like oh yellow is like the third version like for lack of a better description the complete version. you know what i mean like Mm, yeah the more complete version. And you know when you're like, I have no concept of why there's three of them as a seven-year-old. 
you, do you know what I mean? You're just like, oh, I don't know, but I want them. Says, well, this one just comes with a Pikachu. <laughs> that was like one of the main things that you did. That was the main selling point of that. It's like, oh, you can talk to Pikachu, basically. And it has like a few Pokemon that you might not have had in the previous one. But like, if I'm correct, isn't like Pokemon Yellow, even though it is like, yeah, the definitive one, you can't catch every single Pokemon in it, though. No, you can't. <laughs> you you still can't. You can't. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> <laughs> you still like usually like with the modern games like if there's the third game in the series you can like sort of like you can, can, can kind of catch the exclusive pokemon that are on each one like for emerald for example you can catch like lotads and um uh sea dots yes and i believe you can get survivors and uh zangusus yeah but like with yellow that was like nah <laughs> you still gotta go back to the older games to get some of these pokemon <laughs> well you know they hadn't figured it out yet <laughs> yeah all they figured out was hey this this cartoon we put out is like going gangbusters let's make a game that lets the kids be more like the stupid kid in the mm. show <laughs> yeah and there's oh yeah there's like additions like team rocket as well there was that and then updated sprites um but i like the I like the OG sprites, man, like from red and blue, the ones that look like all fucky before me. Like some of them look so strange because Ekans is literally like, even though it is just a snake anyway, it looks even more like a snake in like in the uh, sprites, but it like, kind of looks like a weird like sock puppet snake. <laughs> yeah, it did. Or like, do you remember Pidgey looked like the most like realistic bird? <laughs> did it? <laughs> at the time when you was it was so creepy because it it literally looked like you were just like Huh, I caught this bird in exactly. the tree outside. You know, like in real life, you just picked up a bird and was like, "This is mine now. Fight on my behalf." <laughs> it was literally just a fat pigeon. Like he just found this fat pigeon in the wild. Like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm taking Isn't it. Oh, so I don't like those original sprays, yeah. man. <laughs> creepy. Um, yeah, all the heads like weirdly bigger as well. Like sort of like they're weirdly like really like disproportionate in some ways. I think it was probably because it was like a chibi thing, you know? Yeah. To yeah. fit on the screen and compress for cartridge size yeah. and memory and whatever. But either way, they're weird. I know for sure we've shown that Golbat before. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Golbat, man. Yeah, he's so creepy. And like, it's all the, Ge- the Geodude as well. Cause I always thought that the Geodude in like, Pokemon Red and Blue looked like it had a quiff. Yeah. Like it had some sort of hairstyle. Yeah, it was like some weird thing there. But no, I always was... thought it was more like a, a weird sort of like pompadour rather than a quiff. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's it. That's, that's the vibe, isn't it? Maybe they did kind of like go for that sort of thing. Like they wanted to make it more like a delinquent rock or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just now thinking of a a, a, a rock defunds. Just like, hey, forget about it. You rock the. <laughs> Like both thumbs. He's got two hands. He can do the thumb thing. <laughs> yeah, he could. He's floating around <laughs> in the cave going, forget about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Welcome to the Pokemon world. We have rock fonts. <laughs> oh, that doesn't forget like the uh, Professor Oak's intro where he's like introducing bits. You just have like, <laughs> hey, because he, like, he always has the Pokemon beside him, don't he? Yeah. <laughs> just like, hey, welcome to the Pokemon world. Here's rock forms. <laughs> hey. Yeah, and then it like flies up, bashes the jukebox, you know, music comes up. Jesus hey. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. that's amazing yeah. <laughs> um, but like again going back to like Pokemon Red and Blue it's, like, it's a sick game series I think the fact that both of us had chosen it probably because we were kids at the time it is major nostalgia factor but um, when they came out again and I think it's 2016 they actually re-released the games on 3DS Virtual Console I did get it yeah I got all three. Oh, I only got yellow because you know favourite <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I did get yellow at the start, and I think I got like an eShop voucher or something from somewhere. I can't remember where. And I was like, okay, I'll just get the other two just because I can like add to my digital collection on my 3DS. Fair enough. But um, at that point, I hadn't played Pokemon Yellow since I was a kid, though. So, like, playing that through and then realizing how fucking OP Ghost Pokemon were. Yeah. <laughs> and like um, that sort of thing. Like, that was. Uh, that was cool. Because obviously, like, I forgot there's only three types of ghost Pokemon. And they're, they're like, they OP, man. The psychic and ghost Pokemon was, like, fucking savage. 
Yeah, well, I mean, because there's like barely any of them. Yeah. No, that was good, though. But I mean, like, I remember playing the re-release of uh, Pokemon Yellow on the 3DS, and I, I remember specifically being like, I'm doing this properly this time. I'm not going to do the same thing I did when I was a kid on both of those cartridges. I don't know why on both games as a kid, I decided my team needed consisting, like, consisted mostly of fire Pokemon. Yeah. This is your two Flareons. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the uh, thing, like, one cartridge had two Flareons, one had an, like a Flareon and a Charizard. And you know when you're like, now with my adult brain and all my knowledge on Pokemon, I'm like, that's so inefficient. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh, man. Oh, the, the sad thing, looking back at those games now, is that um, I had like, I, I leveled my Pokemon up to like level 100 just because I could. And I had like Zapdos on my team. I had like a right, right, was it right? I can't remember your evolution. I always forget. Right, Rhydon. Rhydon. It is Rhydon. Yeah, I had a Rhydon. Like, I had some like, other cool Pokemon. And then I remember when Gold and Silver came out, they were like, oh, you can transfer your Pokemon over to the new game. So getting Pokemon Silver day one, I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to have my Venusaur there. He's level 100. It's going to be sick. And then <laughs> transferred it over. And I was like, these motherfuckers ain't listening to me. <laughs> I ain't got the back into it. And I was like, fuck this. I'm turning it off. Got to say, oh no, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like I turned the game off without saving, and uh, the motherfuckers disappeared. <laughs> oh, the years of like level up, leveling up my Venusaur's level 100, like without anything, like just literally, like just training it up in the wild. Um, it took ages and it just disappeared. Uh, as a kid, I didn't even like get mad about it because I was like. I did this and I have to accept my consequences. <laughs> this is like little Pepe just thinking, well, okay, I fucked up. <laughs> you, that's very mature of you as a kid because God knows I would have been screaming and raising hell like, no, no. Oh. <laughs> I mean, internally, Nathan, that was the vibe, but like I, could, I couldn't get mad at it because I only had myself to blame. <laughs> and what else can I do? Was I going to go to anyone and just say like, ah, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> like, I was just, I just silently <laughs> sat there, like, it is what it is. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh man. Right, but no, yeah, Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, like all great games and understand. Like, but we like, oh no, I don't want to say like. There's so been so many Pokemon games after it, like they've been amazing. So um, I'd say still say it's like it's this good nostalgia, it's a good way to like kick off the series and stuff like so. Yeah, they were they're great starting games. You know, they set the precedent, and then just everything blew up after that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So Game Boy Advance. I'm gonna say uh, probably a bit of an out there decision for my Game Boy Advance game, but um, because it's a Yu-Gi-Oh game for one. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. And it's not. It's not even a mainline Yu-Gi-Oh game. <laughs> Wait, are you gonna say like Dungeon Dice Monsters? It is Dungeon Dice Monsters. Hey. <laughs> because let's face it, I like I've had many Yu-Gi-Oh games in the past. I've had them on Game Boy Color. I've had them on Game Boy Advance, DS, like uh, Switch, whatever. Every Yu-Gi-Oh game that I have has never been better than Yu-Gi-Oh Dungeon Dice Monsters. I fucking love that game. <laughs> it is such a good one. Okay, I can confirm, because I also had that game as a kid. That was a pretty sick game. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Like, like the fact that like, it had, like, such a massive, like, array of, like, monsters you could summon with the dice. And, like, some of the, I mean, like, there's tournaments and you play against, like, the most out there characters. Like, not from just the Yu-Gi-Oh! like, Duel Monsters series. It's what everyone knows in the West, like, oh, it's a card game. But then you've got, like, the original Yu-Gi-Oh! series characters in there as well. Like, you've got, like, um, so, like some, like, random shoe seller that appeared in, like, one chapter of, like, the old school Yu-Gi-Oh! Wow. <laughs> and you've got, like, like, you've got a dog at one point. You're, like, literally playing against a dog. Like, Dungeon Dice Monsters. It's weird. But um, it's, such a, it's such a fun game. I spent ages on that, trying to collect the dice that I want. Like, uh, just... 
buying sh- stuff from the shop and that. Like it's good. It's a great game. I remember being really bad at that game. Oh yeah. And like, so I never got very far. And then I took a bunch of Game Boy games with me on a school trip, hmm. and uh, I lent it out. And it came back to me with a new save file and further than I'd ever seen before. <laughs> That's jokes. <laughs> like, that trip, most of my Game Boy games came back with new save files and further than I'd ever seen before in any <laughs> of these games. See, that's a blessing and a curse, because if I lent my games out to people and they came back with new save files, I'll be fucking fuming. I'm like, bro, that's my progress. But obviously, as you said, they've made more progress than you have. Yeah. <laughs> so. And that that was the most conflicting thing. I, I was mad because I was like, my game, my save. But then it's further than I ever got. So it was that meme of, you know, hey, look at this thing I made. I made this. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, well, it's my game, it's my save file now. I got this far. I'm the good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me, I am the captain now. <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> Yeah, I just like I think I've told this to people before, like who actually play Yu-Gi-Oh! And they're like, why have you chosen this game as your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! game? I'm like, I just I just like this, man. It's a good one. Like it's uh... Look, the game was the best option. Especially because at that time, that was when, like, Dungeon Dice Monsters was in the anime, right? And they released the physical game, which was an actual board game, but it was the fucking money-grubbiest thing ever. Because you had to buy figurines, you had to buy the dice, you had to buy the game itself, you had to buy the little um, pathways that go on the board. Like... You had to buy everything mm. almost separately. So it was actually just cheaper to That's buy it. this Game Boy game and probably a Game Boy Advance if you didn't have one and then just play it like that because the board game, I actually don't know anyone who had it. I collect the little figurines because they look cool and they were cheap. So it was quite yeah. easy to convince parents to buy it. Nathan, I had that board game. I oh. actually had the board game because obviously I played the Game Boy game. So I'm like, I must have the actual board game now. And you're right um it is it is the most money grabbing thing because you have like this base set of like oh you got like your dice or whatever you've got your um like pathways your monsters but it only comes with a set amount of monsters it only comes with a set amount of pathways and the problem is when you buy little booster packs with like the um oh you get extra extra monsters and little extra figurines and cards and stuff they don't come with extra pathways though so <laughs> like you get all this extra stuff and like oh wait where's the pathways no no, that you have to like. If you just end up like with no pathways left, that's it. That's the end of the game. You can't summon no more stuff, and it's just like it's crap. It, it, I was absolutely fuming as a kid because I I had this Game Boy game which is so good, and then this real this board game which just is such a letdown. I was ah, uh, absolutely good. I know, like I, because I asked for both for Christmas. I got the game. And I didn't realize till I was much older why, like, the board physical board game just didn't sell well at all. And it is literally because, you know what, the, back then, the, the actual board itself must have, or the set, base set, must have cost, like, I don't know, 30 quid, let's say. Mm, yeah, probably. Right? Because everything averaged about 30 quid back then. And then everything else is probably, like, an extra 5 to 10 pound top up. Mm. Right? Except for the monster figurines, which, depending on the monster, you could get all the way down to, like, £2. Mm. Like, the cool ones were, like, £5. And then you could find some in, like, a bargain bin for, like, a pound or two. Man. I think it's just, like, it's not worth it. I think it's plus, like, people know Yu-Gi-Oh for Yu-Gi-Oh, like, the card game. And it had a lot going up against it to try and, like, release this game and try and be a success. It was never going to be a success. I think it was literally just a cash grab. Like, hey, here's a thing that's available to you. We're not going to support it for much longer, but there you go. Just have it, buy it, as a, buy it and then just never play it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like the Dungeon Dice Monster on Game Boy Advance, by far my favorite Game Boy Advance game. Put so many hours into it. I do pick up occasionally now as well. Like, I do like, oh. I do like pick up, like, like sometimes the save file's gone or whatever, so I start again. Um, but like, I've just like, I remember like setting up like my deck where it has like certain level two monsters, level three monsters. Like I've got like organization and everything on what monsters I want. But yeah, great game. I'd highly recommend it if you ever do want to pick pick up a Game Boy Advance game. 
Cool. So my Game Boy Advance game is one of the later ones. Mm-hmm. It came out quite close to the end of the Game Boy Advance's life cycle. Mm-hmm. Like the DSs and that were already out by this point. But uh, my game is Mega Man Battle Network 5. Specifically because I've even though I played all the other ones, 5 was the first one I actually physically owned and completed. Like I played the other ones at like family's house or friends' house, you know, like so I never owned it. I just sort of played wherever they were at the time. But but Battle Network 5 is my favorite because that's the one that's okay, it had like a turn system as in like, oh, here's the mission, you need to complete it within so many turns. But it was really cool because you weren't just Mega Man, right? You could also use what was called Cross Soul. Okay. And that's when Mega Man took on the appearance and abilities of another net navy. Okay. Like a fusion sort of thing, or was it like? A... Yeah, literally like fusion. It was super okay. cool. Specifically, I played the Colonel version because it that was there was two versions. You could be, uh, it was Mega Man Battle Network Five Colonel or Proto Man. I've played both, but uh, I find that the Proto Man net navvies on the team aren't as good like the coolest person is proto man because it's proto man you know he's got fucking huge (laughs) sword for one of his arms yeah but like on proto man's side i I just thought it was kind of lame because it was like oh it's like magnet man and search man and whatever and i was like yeah they're not as cool as tomahawk man or night man or shadow man you know what i mean like like so, like with, like when you're saying that with the fusion thing, was it quite a wide range of different fusion like things you can do? Um, so you could fuse with the guys on your team, like, and I, if I remember correctly, by the end it was about four or five different cross souls. There was a secret one as well, like a post game kind of thing. Uh, you could get, and it's this kind of thing isn't like new for Mega Man Battle Network because at the time he had like the different like element crossovers like element fusions but this was like the first time you saw him actually like physically take on the abilities of another net navi because normally in the Mega Man battle network series you would get a battle chip and it would have the data of another net navi and they would do an attack mm-hmm. but that that was like a copy of their data so they would physically appear once you use that chip do an attack disappear but that was it you're still just normal Mega Man. this time though for like five turns or whatever you are actually Mega Man with that power set. Okay. So, yeah, it, it was really cool because it would be like, you know, normally it's Mega Man, he's got his Mega Buster, but when you're Colonel, like, now you've got, when you're Colonel Cross Soul, now you, you've got a sword instead of your Mega Buster. Or if you're a Nightman Cross Soul, you've got a fucking, like, <laughs> you, you've got a, what's it, a fucking mace arm. Or Tomahawk Man, you actually throw Tomahawks that do a shit ton of damage like it was really cool okay so like it's like was it like quite a successful one this one because like i i basically know have zero knowledge on Mega Man. i don't actually know i think it that one did pretty well but towards the end of battle network it it sort of died out quite a lot because there's actually one after this and it's the last battle network game uh battle network six but we didn't actually I don't think we actually properly got it over here. I I had to, like, import one. Oh, really? Battle Network 5 is the last one I remember actually physically seeing in game stores. Like, it, there was also a DS version uh, of this, of Battle Network 5, where you could... It was basically the two games, uh, Colonel and Proto Man, just smashed into one game. But you could pick from the start which one you wanted okay, to. Yeah. Like, which one you wanted to be on. But yeah. Was that like a preferable way, preferable way to play it though? Like I know you said like this is your favorite Game Boy game, Game Boy Advance game even. But um, like, is would you rather play the DS version instead of the Game Boy Advance version if you had the choice? I guess nowadays just the DS version, just because it's the most modern console, you know, because it's kind of yeah, it's hard to play on a Game Boy Advance, you know, because they're so small. Yeah. Whereas at least the DS is a tiny bit bigger. It's not the best, actually. Like. I can't remember where they got to on the Wii U re-releases, but on the Wii U they were re-releasing the um, Mega Man Battle Network series, like in the eShop. I think it only went to four though. Uh, okay, so not. Oh, that's a shame. No, didn't go that far. Yeah, 
So uh, I would probably say if you can get the DS version, because again, it's no different. It, it literally isn't any different. It's the same two games. It's just on the DS. That's fair. Yeah. It's still the 2D sprites. It's still the same exact same game, just on the DS. I mean, as a fan, you can still pick that up right now. I mean, obviously it's DS, but if you still have your 3DS lying about, you can just pick that up and then play it. Really, as you said, it's more accessible. Yeah. And I do recommend it. it. I love this. Like, this franchise, this is what got me into Mega Man. Just a quick question. Are you good at, like, any of the, like, Lego Man? Uh, Lego Man? <laughs> uh, Mega Man side-scroller games at all? Like, the original Mega Man games? Oh, God, no. I'm terrible. Okay. <laughs> it's because they're, like, it's because they're platformers. I'm terrible at platformers. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay, fair enough. Man. All right. Um. So moving on to the the DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, who wants to go first? Um, I went first on the Game Boy Advance. You can go first on this one then. Okay. So for the DS, my favorite game is a game I've definitely spoken about before. I'm pretty sure we have a whole episode about this subject. It's Dragon Ball Attack of the Saiyans. And I've said this many a time to many people. This is my favorite DS game. Because it's a turn-based RPG. It's almost like Final Fantasy-esque. But it's just Dragon Ball. And it only goes as far as the Saiyan Saga. Because I think they were meant to be multiple games in the series. You know, like, so this one was Attack of the Saiyans. And it was probably meant to be, like, something Freezer or something Cell or something Boo. You know what I mean? But this game was really cool. The sprite work was awesome. You got to see like loads of the dragon world and you got to see loads of like the side characters and stuff. I guess I'm saying characters like, um, isn't it like a Yamcha and Tiena in this sort of thing? Are they playable? Yeah. Yeah. And like, do they? Yeah. You can add them on your team and there's, um, there's combo moves between different like characters and all sorts. Like you basically play as most of the dragon team. Yeah, I, like, I think like I remember this it was, it was around it came out like 2011 for us I think yeah um, and that was like around the time that Kai was uh, being released as well because I think that was a that was a massive thing at the time so it probably went in their favour they're like oh yeah you can watch you, like, all the new Dragon Ball episodes like remastered and here's Attack of the Saiyans to go in line with it yeah play this game yeah. This that was really awesome by the way yeah uh, yeah, I remember there yeah, we talked about this before. It's a shame they didn't get any follow ups or whatever, but like, yeah, I was waiting for a sequel. Wasn't Brody in this as well? Yeah, right? he was Brody. secret boss, secret boss Brody. Yeah, that's spoiler. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's one of those games. Like, I don't think I, I I had it, but I didn't put the effort into it. You know what I mean? I think there was there was other games at the time that I was more focused on. I think that might have been. I think I might have been really focused on Dragon Quest Nine at the time. Makes sense. <laughs> and uh, I think, uh, oh no, I was playing one RPG and then going to another was just like, uh, I don't know if I have the effort to do it. <laughs> well, you also have to think it's not just any two RPGs, both Toriyama art. Yeah. <laughs> but one is 3D and one was 2D pixel sprites. I could see why you probably didn't want to go back and like play more attack of the saiyans i get that but whenever i think ds this is the game i think i've played it so much yeah and like it used to be the game that i would just go back to i'd have i would have done everything like 100 percent of the game and i'd still go back just to see the artwork to run around and fight things like just because i could i was like i'm kind of curious of like how deep like the game is i, I was like to complete the game uh, how how long roughly do you think it takes to like actually do? Because obviously, granted, that's a quite an open question because it depends on how much you grind, how many side quests you do, etc. But like, how long does it take to actually finish the story on this thing? Ah, uh, it's been quite a while. Um, I would say it's a pretty standard RPG affair, so probably like thirty hours ish. Hmm, that's fair. Yeah, because again, even though it only goes to the earliest part of Dragon Ball Z story, it's still like pretty rp like it's pretty heavy on the rpg so yeah i'd say standard 30-ish hours mm. okay but that's still decent but yeah it's, it's as you said like it's literally like 
up to Vegeta going crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, and that, like to fit that in the thirty hours, it's like that's quite a feat. It must be a lot of content in that to fill up that. Uh... I mean, there is because there's a lot of like side quests and stuff as well, and you do. They try to fill in some of the gaps, you know, where they're like, oh, in the show, it'd just be like, oh, and they trained for X amount of time. But like, obviously, it's a game. So like you do actually go off and do some side missions and train and fight people and mini bosses and bosses and stuff like it's quite it was, I thought it was a fair amount of content considering. Yeah, well, I I would say, hey, hopefully there's a sequel coming or whatever, but it's been over, been about ten years, <laughs> so I really wouldn't get my hopes up. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't, uh, but I'd love one. <laughs> one day, Nathan. One, no. well, make your own, <laughs> make your make your own follower. <laughs> like, just don't <laughs> hope that it would have the worst artwork ever. <laughs> Oh my god, please. Just like a really derpy Goku, like, hey, bring it on, Ginyu Force. Oh my god, you can do like all derpy Ginyu Force as well. I, I could do a bunch of derpy things, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So, what is your favorite DS game, Pepe? Um, My favorite DS game, uh, I don't think I've actually talked about this properly on the channel before. Um, I think it may have come up in passing, but my favorite DS game is Jump Superstars on the DS. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's basically one of the sort of what I would say more modern, but it came out like probably fifteen years ago. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a it's a jump crossover game with like you know your standard Goku, uh, Luffy, Naruto, like all these different series. I think there's loads of them, and it's like a sort of smash. Oh, there's so many in there. Yeah, it's like a Smash Bros esque uh, fighter, um, where obviously, but like obviously, there's health bars and uh, like you get you can knock people off the arena, you can summon support characters, but like the whole the great premise of it is that like on on the DS you have the top screen where your basically the main fighting goes on, but your bottom screen is basically like a massive like, like a, a manga panel page sort of thing, so like um, you have your your fighters are like more than four blocks. And your support characters are three or less, and then you have like individual like blocks as well. And like it basically, you can set up your team how you want. And it looks like there's a little manga panel on the bottom screen, and like you use the bottom screen to switch characters and stuff. Like use your supports, and it's just a really cool game. Like it's one to four players as well. So like I remember like I could bring this into school and like play with my mates, even though they didn't have the game. It's still, you know, the DS had that like wireless feature yeah. where you can still hook up and play with people anyway. Download was, play or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And like, um, oh, it was so good. I, it's a, it was one of those games. It was uh, a shame it never came out in the West. But at the time, there wasn't, I don't think there was an appetite for it because I think the only two series at the time that were like being shown on TV uh, was probably. Must have been Naruto, right? Uh, it was Dragon Ball and Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, oh, okay. Like, because this game came out before Naruto hit, well, UK uh, audiences anyway. I think uh, Naruto and One Piece were in the process of getting shipped over to the West. I think Yu Yu Hakusho was here. Though. That, that's that's one that like came over a bit. Um, so maybe like three. But um, nah. But this game, like, I remember playing. Like, I remember re- I found out about this game through a magazine. Remember Nintendo official magazine? Yeah. Like they did a whole segment of Japanese games, and I was just like reading through. I was like, "Wait, hold on a second. And I saw that saw the article, and I was like, "There's Goku in this in this game. That looks cool." But then he's fighting Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh. What the hell is this? <laughs> like, I didn't really care much about the other characters, but I saw these two, and I was like, "Bloody hell, that's world cool. What is this game?" And then um, what was it? Uh, then you saw like I think at that point more like Naruto and One Piece came out on our TV, and I was like. God, these are characters that are in this game that I really want. So <laughs> I, I end up importing it. And literally, like, there's so this game, honestly, Nathan, has opened me, like, has, like, shown me different series I don't think I would have ever checked out otherwise. You know what I mean? Like, well, especially back then. Like, yeah, like, um, because, what was it? There's um, stuff I, like, I knew about Death Note from it. I knew about Hitman Reborn, The Grey Man. Hunter Hunter, Bobo Bo, like I found like all these series from this game. Nice. Like I found out that's that's how I learned about all of these. And um like, it probably helped me just get into all the manga and anime that I know and love today. 
But even so, like despite that, like the game is just so good. I, I can't like praise this game enough. There's a sequel called Jump Ultimate Stars, which is a bit more fleshed out. And it has like a like it has like a few extra tweaks in it, like new stages, new characters. I think Ultimate Stars is the one I played. Almost yeah, Ultimate Stars is like arguably out of the two. Ultimate Stars is better. But I think what really gives me nostalgia is Superstars because like I think it just I think just playing this game and like just like just remembering going back to like finding all these things and the, the map's cool as well. Like gives you little side quests, like and you unlock characters through that, and like you have to find panels and like it's like like this game, I couldn't praise it enough. It's a shame that like I don't think many people know about because when you think jump crossover games at this point, you think of jump force. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that before. And I'd say like out of all the jump games, I think Jump Superstars is probably like just easily one of my favorites. And I've put like so many hours into it. I'd love to see a remake. Like like I'd love to see it come back if it ever did. I don't think they would, because it was very unique for the DS and like the whole like touchscreen thing was essential for it. If they made managed to find a way for it, that'd be cool. But um I mean they've figured out stuff like that before. I don't I don't see why they couldn't. Yeah. I mean, you know, you probably just have to put a lot of things as a separate interface. Yeah. Like it'd probably like you have to like set up your panels beforehand or something and like yeah. use the triggers as like your something for supports and stuff like that like there'd be ways around it i mean like to be fair what was it um j stars kind of like incorporated that a little bit it was more team it was obviously team based rather than like 4v4 but um like they still they managed to do the support thing like they took out the manga panel aspect but it's still for like a 3d game i quite enjoyed it not many other people did i don't think but <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like, oh no, the amount, the range of the characters that you had in this game, like it wasn't even just battle characters, like from manga. Yeah. It was like, there's like sort of like uh, rom com characters, there was like sort of sports manga characters, and like it was like it was just an all round great game for to be like a manga fan, basically. I I can agree to that. I I do remember playing again. I think it was Ultimate Stars back in uh, school, and like that game was so fun i do remember only really picking like uh, coincidentally all my favorite characters happened to be from battle mangas so like you know yeah i'd end up being like kenshiro and goku and <laughs> <laughs> you know like uh Seiya from saint Seiya and whatever you yeah. know like all the actual like battle characters but it was cool it was fun no you, you're right though that, that's the great thing about it though because you could create like a little um your touch screen your team with all your favorite like characters because i remember i had like um yugi uh gintoki from gintama sanji and kakashi on my team granted it'd all be like level four like battle characters so they wouldn't have the most health whereas i think like in ultimate stars it goes up to eight where like it's just basic it takes up like, a bit like, pretty much your whole panel <laughs> yeah i think but, i had that i don't i don't think i had support character <laughs> yeah yeah like oh it would just be like one support character is all it would be because i think you had to have one minimum but if you just wanted to chuck like like a two two coma one or whatever just chuck him there put goku in and you're fine <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me yeah but oh man i'm not like i cannot say my praise enough for this game and if you like if you look, love the jump crossover games check it out like if you can like granted it's like it's not available in the west but i don't know import it check some gameplay video out of it or whatever check the trailers yeah i i would agree with pepe that it's probably the best like jump mm. crossover game i think it's definitely the one with the most content anyway the amount of like the amount of support characters in that and battle characters and all sorts like it's great so moving on to the last <laughs> because <laughs> Because Nintendo went and confused it all and made a hybrid <laughs> console. So. Right. Okay, cool. Shall I um shall I say the my 3DS game then? Yeah, go ahead. Uh again, one game that we've definitely mentioned on this channel before. Uh, I think it's no surprise to you, Nathan. It's the one I've put the most hours into on the 3DS. Uh <laughs> it's uh Fire Emblem Awakening. Yep. Uh because like honestly, I, I, I we've talked about this in um uh what was it our top five gaming franchises yes our first ever episode first ever episode and fire emblem took number two and fire emblem took number two because of awakening 
and like that is like like awakening started it all for me like obviously like the fireman character in smash bros before but like i checked out this game because i had a demo on the 3ds and i was like this game's awesome went to the store picked up the same day and played 300 hours of it <laughs> um but this boy liked that game I did really, I really like that game. I like the other games in the franchise as well, but Fire Emblem Awakening just hit different. Like it's, uh, it was a good one. Like it was about the characters, the story, and it was cool. Yeah, man. Like I don't know how much else I could say in this. I haven't said in the previous episode, but like <laughs> I might as well just like at this point compare it to the other 3DS games that were on the system. Like because you had Fates at the time. Uh yeah, I never played any of those. You know, you didn't play Fates. Fates was good. People don't like it that much. I think probably because of that story and the fact that you had to buy all, like a DLC pretty much to get yeah. the full like, true ending. I mean, I had like the a hybrid copy. It's like all three on one cartridge. So I was, I was on the black ones, but that was a special edition. You'd have to buy the special edition to actually understand everything, um, which kind of sucked. And it was kind of a dick move, and I can understand that. I liked it regardless. I still thought it was a good game. Uh, and then there was the remake, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Fire Emblem Echoes: Shadows of Valentia, I believe. <laughs> correct me if I'm. I'm sure you're correct because you're the Fire Emblem guy. So <laughs> yeah, um, that was a good game. I think like it it went back to original Fire Emblem. Though. Like, like obviously, it still kept the casual thing. You can still keep your characters alive in it, but um, like it. It took out the whole waifu simulator thing, but it added some other mechanics. Husbando cool like simulator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you get like marry whoever you want. Like, that's, <laughs> it's one of the ones that like, it's one of the things I was like, that's a cool mechanic in Fireman. Not, not one that I'm like, oh my God, it's a make or break deal, but it was fun. Like just getting pairings and stuff. <laughs> because I, like, it was, it was a good game. I, I, I did enjoy Echoes, but I didn't complete it. I think I got like about like 75 percent the way through and then just dropped it because it was it was late in the 3ds's life cycle as well from what i remember um because i think it came out like just before the switch i think yeah or like around the switch's life cycle i mean obviously like there wasn't much games on the switch at the start anyway but apart from like breath of the wild which didn't even pick up until like last week (laughs) 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 fucking hell still can't believe you but uh, yeah, like uh, overall, Fire Emblem Awakening is like the best one for me. Like it still is like my favorite Fire Emblem game. But uh, yeah, that's my favorite 3DS one. Cool. Well then, here it comes. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite 3DS game is a game that I don't even think most people have played, but you should because it turns out it's a pretty good spin-off Dragon Ball game. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Fusions. Oh, I love this game. This game is sick. Dragon Ball Fusions is a surprise hit. I will tell you that. No one expected anything from this game, right? And at first it was kind of like, oh, that's kind of strange. <laughs> you know, like every almost everyone confused. And the concept was weird, but you play it and it's like, oh, actually this game is sick. <laughs> it's a really good game. I think it's just like, it's your like if you're just a Dragon Ball fan, you're looking for more content, um, and it gives you content that you'd never see in the show at all. Yeah, it it literally comes across like fan fiction because it's like, oh, and then Goku fused with this guy <laughs> and that person and this person, and then they did a five way fusion and turned into this ultimate. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're insane. But like, that's what this game is. It was absolutely insane. Like, yeah, like everybody crosses over into this fusion tournament that takes place in some messed up uh space-time timey-wimey yeah. stuff the the most annoying part of that game is that like to unlock all the characters you need to like go into these like riffs but it's rng and like really heavy rng for some of the good characters so like i never actually 100 percent in that game because like they also annoyingly they split characters into different transformations so it's like goku Super Saiyan Goku, Super Saiyan 2 Goku. So, like, you had to go and. Besides that, though, it was. Seriously, it's a really fucking cool game, though. Like, the the combat's kind of simple, but, like, it kind of adds to it at the same time, you know? Like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's one of those ones, it's not too hard to pick up from what I remember. 
Um, it's quite funny that like we're talking about this. And I was like, oh, this game is sick. But I can like I, I absolutely remember all the fusion stuff. I remember all about that. And now I'm just trying to remember how the game actually played. And I'm drawing a blank right now. Okay, so you two teams line up. Mm-hmm. There's like an arena, a big old circle. Mm. And each character's move, like turn, you can move. And you basically, if you attack, there's a little mini game. And you want to aim behind the character you're attacking. Mm. Otherwise, they can block. Um, you've got all sorts of moves. You've got like your actual attacks, your physicals, your keys, and then you've got like your status stuff. So you know, like you've got paralysis and stuff. You know, like you've got all sorts of stuff like that. And then you can you build up a fusion meter, I believe, and then you can fuse. Or um, some characters can pre-fuse, and then they become one new character. Yeah. Um, and you can level that character up until the, I think the max was level fifty. But once they unfused, uh, you have to do that all over again. Yeah, oh, man. I do. That is kind of coming back to me now. This the thing is, I remember just like playing this game just so much in like twenty sixteen. It must have come out, and this is a good game. I think you like I I totally forgot about it until you mentioned it. Like, um, but is is a good experience with this. Like, just as a Dragon Ball fan, just seeing all the wacky fusions you can create. Like you think, like if like as a Dragon Ball fan, where you watch a series, you go, oh, like Goku and Hercule fusion. That's just so wacky. Why do anyone want that? And then it's like, no, that's like that's like base. Yeah, then like wackiness. You want you want to go for the max wackiness. You go for like fusing like <laughs> random characters together. Like you you want to fuse things like Chaozu and a Cyberman. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> like, or you you want to go fusing. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, like you can fuse more than two characters as well, can't you? Isn't that a thing? Yeah. So, in the game, toward I don't think it's all the time. I think it was past a certain point. You build, like I said, a fusion meter, and then eventually, like as a final attack, like all your characters. That's it. Yeah. Fuse all five of your characters. Fuse into this like ultimate form. It only lasts. I don't know. Like. 30 seconds or something you've got to try and do as much damage as possible and then they do like a finishing attack and it's not quite a one-hit kill but you pretty much will destroy everybody that's like that's when you're building that stuff up. okay yeah i remember that like, but it's it's a shame because it came out pretty much as the 3ds was dying mm. like i think fusions felt like one of the last games anybody was ever gonna get on the 3ds yeah but it was also just I don't feel like it was advertised as much as it should have been. And it was a really good game. Like, it was really fun and it was crazy. Mm. And because it was so different to every other Dragon Ball thing, you like, I feel like if you played it, you would remember it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's one of those ones I feel it probably was bigger in Japan than it was here, um, especially since it came out so late in the life cycle. I, it was one of those games I didn't actually think would come over here at one point because I'm surprised you even, like, got a copy because i remember i remember you and i were just like hanging out walked into a random store and there was just a copy sat on the wall like what mm. yeah yeah i remember this like, it's one of those ones it's quite rare to find i believe i don't know how easy it is to pick up a copy now i don't know like, i don't know how easy it is to pick up any 3ds copy you know i think it's like there's a weird like fluctuation of price at the moment i think like some of them are skyrocketing uh there's there's a weird thing with game pricing right now yeah I don't know if you've seen all the articles, but go look it up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All sorts of fucking games are selling for just stupid prices. Yeah. If I remember there's like certain points where you'd look at, um, what was it, like Argos or whatever, and you'd find like actually quite decent 3DS games, like going for like two quid or stuff like that. Yeah. And now it's the complete opposite. Like, oh shit, these things are pricey as hell. But uh, nah, I I agree. Like Fusions is definitely worthy of both. A spot like that like it's a good game I, I hope they like make another one but obviously where can you go from it basically probably adding more super characters in it i guess well yeah the super characters maybe turn the rng down yeah new story yeah yeah you could do a new story because the the two characters were like completely new so you could just make two new characters again mm. you know and then chuck it on the switch i'd be like because fusions also had um 
a sort of sandbox world element like you could fly around it wasn't just like oh mission to mission you flew around and explored the little areas it was cool like for a 3ds game it was really good it wasn't that like polygonal either no it was quite decent so on the switch you can imagine yeah like the switch like that same sort of stylized slightly chibi style but like smoother models that would be cool yeah it's definitely like it's definitely something that could happen i'd love to see it like i'd love to see him do it like i think right now the switch is going through like porting over all these games that like weren't on like you wouldn't be able to get before on a nintendo console like you're getting like stuff like kakarot at the moment and you're getting like wii u games yeah um, but like right right now, the Switch feels like a remake console. <laughs> so I mean, it kind of goes fifty fifty in uh, in Fusion's favor. Like, oh, might get a remake of uh, Fusions, which would be sick, or a sequel. Yeah, a sequel. Like uh, that'd be cool. I'd love to see any like any more Fusions content. I'd be well happy for. I don't, again, I think anyone who's played it is just waiting for more content because mm. it. Yeah, okay, it had loads, and the RNG obviously means that replayability is like forever because you're not guaranteed to get what you need but yeah like a sequel would be awesome because you've got more characters to add now and they made up loads of random characters as well like it wasn't just characters you knew they added way more random like namekians and margins and all sorts androids and everything exactly yeah there's it's, it's just really cool i really enjoyed it and like i think it's one of those ones like you remember back in the day when we were in school there was like that drangable af yeah, there was like, uh, oh, there's like, uh, there's all these secret characters like that that exist. Obviously, it's all fake. But like, if you if you're ever a fan of like or like researching into Dragon Ball AF or like speculating back in the day, like, oh, well, if this happened, this happened. Like, you would love fusions. Like, it's one of those ones. Like, like it's just so so much original content in that game. Yeah, like, you wouldn't be able to find anywhere else. It, it's basically a game that is a whole <laughs> like it's just a whole like what if. Yeah. Man, such a good game. Yeah, I'm, I get that. Nice. Okay, I think that pretty much wraps things up, I believe. Yeah. Right. Okay, in which case, guys, thank you for listening. Um, join us next time where we push out more geeky content. <laughs> Probably talking about random <laughs> stuff. Um, Please just... stick to the branding, culture, Col- content. culture content. Sorry, <laughs> uh, a whole channel name. I fucked it up. <laughs> um, yeah, more cultured content. Uh, check out more cultured content on Spotify now because uh, we're there on the Google Play or where Google Play. Fucking is where it is, mate. Nathan, you're the one. <laughs> you know where it is. Um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker. They, we're also got a page on anchor.fm. Uh, we'll include all of these links somewhere. Um, <clears throat> so, find us on everything if you like it follow it that yes right guys (laughs) catch you later bye bye